0: Hello and welcome to another edition of How Good Is Rugby League? My name is Emmanuel Penkless and joining me as always, Michael Corbin.
1: Hey Emmanuel, guys, Rugby League is back <laughs> Thursday night, 7.50, we have a kickoff, it's going to be the Broncos versus the Eels and oh, I'm so excited.
0: Uh, how good is it? I, I actually can't believe we're back, but, but, and there's always a but in Rugby League, Remember a couple of weeks ago when I said, oh, you know, when the footy's back, we will get some positive news. Positive news. I didn't know that positive meant that one of the Cronulla players had to go and get himself in trouble with Asada.
1: Well, Emmanuel, you can't have a season kickoff, you know, or a pseudo kickoff without some sort of controversy. And as you were saying, the news this afternoon broke at around two o'clock that Bronson Cherry... The, the Sharks' star centre, uh, their future Origin player, has tested positive for multiple uh, performance-enhancing drugs and he's facing up to a four-year ban on the sidelines. Emmanuel, your thoughts?
0: Uh, quite incredible. Yeah, look, I, I, I don't know how players think they can get away with this sort of stuff in our game. Um, I mean the the testing is so vigorous, um, and to be to be caught like this. I mean he's a young player. He's a he's a great talent. He didn't play the first couple of games of the year um, because he was injured, which is also interesting because it means that it, it hasn't really had an impact so far. But I, it's just I mean on the on the brink of the season restart. Who needs this? And I, it's just it's one of those disappointing things. And I mean as a as an observer on the side, there must be something wrong at Cronulla, in my opinion. There must be something there because, you know, that they've had issues before, um, as we'll recall, 2014. Um, so I don't know if it's, a, if it's anything connected in terms of, like, people involved, but the, I, I'm stunned. Like, I, I just... I, I, it's so... It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that in this day and age, you players can think they can get away with it.
1: Yeah, uh, that's that's one of the first things that came to my mind was it's another sharks player, and at some point, this club has to be held accountable for all these incidences that they've had, especially relating to relating to performance enhancing drugs. Now, whether you can say it's the club's fault, I don't know. The, the, obviously, there's going to be some sort of investigation into this, and we're going to find out more as a, as the. Uh, days come along, uh, but yeah, it's the sharks player again. And Batuta actually put out an article. You know the spoof, the spoof writers. Who they are they actually put out a thing saying everyone knew which club it was. You only, you yeah. see performance enhancing <laughs> drugs. Someone there's only one team that everyone thinks of straight away, and it's going to be the Cronulla Sharks. And that's a bad reputation to have. Yeah. Um, now I, I will say that he tested. He, the only only the A sample has been tested. So, it will have a B sample tested when it comes to uh, performance enhancing drugs. So, maybe he gets off, but the fact that he tested uh, positive for, I think it was around four or five substances, doesn't look good for him. Uh, and yeah, that, that ban looks like it'll stick. And we may not be seeing Brotson Cherry for a long time.
0: Yep. Wasted talent. Another wasted talent. Such a shame. I don't know. I don't know how, what goes through players' heads, but. Um, just a waste, really. I mean, he's a good player, he's very talented, fast. Um, my brother's got a fantasy team named after him, so, you know, that's going to change too. But, like, all these things that, <laughs> where it's kind of like, I mean, I just, I don't know, as I said, I don't know what goes through players' heads. Cronulla will probably find themselves investigated also because of this, depending on um, what comes out of the sample B, but just a, a massive, typical season-approaching season, season approaching kind of story from Rugby League.
1: Yeah. And I actually messaged someone who I know who's a big Sharks fan and the first thing they said to me was, no, not Bronson Cherry, anyone but Bronson Cherry. Like This was the club's future. He was one of their rising stars. He was one of their most... I had. The, he was the player who had the highest potential on that roster going forward and now he's been robbed out of the game for
0: a long time. Yeah, and we've discussed this before. It's an ageing roster. It's a slowing roster. Um, We spoke in the first couple of games about how that speed was lacking. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe they're going to regret some of their mid-season transfers now as well.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, Emmanuel, let's get away from some bad news uh, and go into some more uh, odd news, I would say. Uh, The whole John Bateman saga, uh, the Cronulla, uh, not the Cronulla, the Canberra Raiders uh, star international recruit coming over from England last year is in a bit of a contract saga with the Shark, uh, with the Raiders. He's been told he can look elsewhere because he's asking for about eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, second rows, in my mind, don't really get that much money unless you're, you know, like a Jason Taumalolo. So it's going to be interesting to see if he gets that money. I heard the Dogs may be looking at him. Uh, but there's a whole back and forth. There was some fake tweets sent out that he said might not be him or he was hacked. Uh, there's a whole saga going on. He's actually not playing this round. So that's something to watch as well going forward.
0: Yeah. Um, and it all started with Fox sports reporter, James Hooper, who always seems to be around these kind of stories. Um, quite a cause of controversy I find um, with some of his reporting. So, um, but, yeah, and also another person that doesn't shy from controversy is John Bateman's manager, Isaac Moses. Now, this name will <laughs> ring a bell for many, um, I believe. And correct me if I'm wrong, he was actually James Tedesco's manager. And Nick Politis refused to deal with him based on previous experience but managed to get him to the Roosters. Nick worked with him to get him there. But since then, uh, Teddy has dropped Isaac Moses. Um and he's involved in a bit of a dispute with his agency. So um, this, this player manager does not shy away from controversy. So who knows? It does seem to have a reputation for trying to, you know, and I think all managers do have this issue. They're trying to get money for themselves. It's what's behind it. It's a massive problem in our game. Phil Gould has spoken about it before. Um, it's one of those things where the players, um, the player managers, the players change contract, the player managers try to negotiate a new contract for their clients because then they get the agency fees that come out of that, um, which is probably the cause of this. This is a huge story. Um, there is a massive game that Canberra are playing this weekend. Um, and this can be a distraction, especially in a season where you don't want to lose too many games. We've discussed this in momentum and you just hope he's focused on the on-field um, but the off-field tweeting is probably not a good idea. Hacked or not, it is not a good look to have a tweet coming from your account where you describe the head of your club as a dickhead. Yep. So not,
1: not, uh, a um, not, not a good look.
0: Not a good look. But, you know, you know, rugby league, what can we say? How good is it? <laughs> all
1: right. Now we're done with all the bad news. Let's actually get into some football, manual. We've waited, what, two months for this. We can finally preview round three. Let's go. First game, as I said earlier, Broncos versus Eels.
0: Who you got? It's a massive game, isn't it? It's huge. Like, it's a really big game. It's two teams that really shone in the first couple of rounds. No surprises. The draw was re for this. Um, So... Who have I got? I think Brisbane. I, I Brisbane's got a monster pack. It is incredible, this pack. Um, and if if the backs can get it together, I think that they will do so well this year. I know I, I'm taking back my round one, but on my 10 weeks of reflection between round two and round three, I'm backtracking what I said about Brisbane. I think they have the potential to do really well. Um, I think as a couple of things. Um, the talk of Ben Teo might be going to Brisbane. If that is huge, if that happens, huge signing. I think great player, great impact player will bolster the pack. However, Andrew McCullough, bit of a loss.
1: Uh, I don't know. He hasn't been great the last couple of years. He's gotten a bit up, He's gotten a bit up there in age. And Jake Turpin's a bit more of a spark plug. Uh, he could do a bit more uh, around the ruck. He's a bit quicker. McCulloch was stable. You're going to get your tackles from him. But explosiveness and like ability to create plays out of nothing, he doesn't really have that. So I don't know whether it is that big a loss. Yeah. Uh, McCulloch has signed with Newcastle effective immediately, for those who don't know. So Turpin will be the dummy half uh, for, I think, the full 80 minutes, unless uh, he might get a spell here and there. But I think the big news for the Broncos... Yeah. Is that they will be missing David Fafina. Now I've heard it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere between three and six weeks, and that loss alone is the reason why I think I'm going to go the Eels. Uh, we remember, we do remember how these two matched up last year. Now they were different teams, but last year the Eels absolutely embarrassed the Broncos last year in that final game of the season. Yeah. And I, I'm sticking with the eels. I, I think that there's no there's no home field advantage because there's no there's no SunCorp. I think the Parramatta Eels have a bit more finesse in the halves. Uh, their pack isn't a bad pack, it, but it's I still actually, at actually SunCorp. Like
0: it, it is at SunCorp. Yes, yeah. I agree. But. I think I think psychologically for them, I. I agree. I know what you're saying, the 58-0, but I think that that fires up Brisbane so much more. I think a team like Parramatta, um, and we've spoken about this before and how they can get so caught up in the moment, a team like Parramatta, maybe they will be living too much off that 58-0 and expect to go out and the same thing to happen. Whereas I think Brisbane might be more fired up for it. But I do agree that Fafita is a huge loss, especially with Pangai also on the sidelines. Um so, But I think in that sense, then someone like Turpin's going to have a, play, a key role in creating those opportunities. Yeah. The one, thing, one thing that
1: Brisbane uh, will uh, have benefit from the break from is that Brodie Croft was actually under an injury cloud at, uh, after round two. But he's back and healthy because of the layoffs. So they won't be missing any games with him which is good because he was actually pretty good in that first couple games and he was steering the team around the park nicely, letting Milford play off the cuff like he should be.
0: Yeah. And Nathan Brown's out for Parramatta as well, which is, you know... Yeah. I know it's a huge pack, but I mean, it's a bit of grunt lost.
1: All right. So you've gone Broncos, I've gone Parramatta. Next game we have is the uh, the Cowboys versus the Titans. Now, this isn't a great match, if you ask me personally. Uh, Both teams struggled at the start of a season, Uh, especially the Titans. Cowboys did get a window in that second round after a very slow start. But uh, I think this one's an easy one. I've gone the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. I'm going the Cowboys too. And Titans got a very reshuffled back line. Tyron Roberts, fullback. Um, Ash Taylor switched to 5 there's a halfback on debut um, not an easy assignment for anyone and I just yeah I mean my thoughts on the Titans are pretty obvious Yeah, I, I, I think the Cowboys will win this one um, it's a game that I, doesn't really have much of an appeal for me to be honest but yeah I I, don't, I really don't know what to make of these two teams um, and I think it's even harder it's even harder in a in a competition where there's no crowds and we haven't heard much about the Queensland teams other than their sort of, you know, um, travel bubbles and stances on vaccinations. So um, it's other than that, I don't really know what to expect from them. I don't know their training regimes um, for the last couple of weeks. But I think Cowboys at home, um, the climate might help them, but that's it.
1: Yeah. Uh, as you said, uh, Titans have Jamal Fogarty. Starting in the halves at number seven, he's on debut. Uh, Michael Morgan is away for the Cowboys; he's probably going to be out for the next couple of weeks as well. But Jake Clifford has had some first grade experience, so I just look at the teams, and the ty- the Cowboys match up almost better in almost every position on the park. And then you know you yeah. add in Jason Taulmalolo, and things get a bit dicey for the for the Titans, and I can't see them winning. And I think they're going to start the season zero and three.
0: Yeah. 100%. And then, 7.55. Friday night. Roosters, Rabbitohs. This will be a record low crowd for a Roosters home game. Against what are talking about? They had zero. <laughs> they had zero last time. <laughs> Against South. Against South. <laughs> South's fans won't be there to boost the numbers. Um, yeah, look. Interesting game, this one. So, oh, gosh. There's a lot going on. So, Cody Walker's out, right? We've got this player called Troy Dargan, who's playing at number six. Um, he's 22. He's been in the Eels and the Broncos systems. I don't know a lot about him. I don't know a lot about him. Um, and I take comfort knowing that the other halves pairing is Luke Keary and Kyle Flanagan. Kyle Flanagan's only had 11 appearances himself. There's so a lot of pressure on him it's a lot of pressure on Dagen. Um, this game, I, I, I'm I, actually, I'm pumped for it, but I, I don't know what to make. Like, I don't know what to expect from Souths. I don't know what to expect from the Roosters. I mean, Boyd Cordner is lining up for his first game in such a long time. Like, we talk about match fitness and fit players. Like, there's a difference between being fit at training and being fit on the field. And, you know, I just... I. It's going to be interesting. The other thing is Latrell, I notice, is named at fullback once again. So Wayne is going to persist until the media doesn't notice he's shifted. But yeah, I expect there's going to be a bit of a shuffle around. I think at one point, what I think might happen is Johnston will go to fullback and Latrell might come off and then we might have Goodwin go to um, centre is probably the option. Although I notice Goodwin's named at 18. So, but I, I just think that's a logical choice because he's really good in defense.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the Rooster squad now. Uh, I like seeing jo- uh, Josh Morris in the team. It means we actually have a center playing in the centers instead of one of our utility second rowers who can fill in all, fill in at all positions. So that'll give us a bit of an edge on that side. That's the side that Kiri plays on. Uh Mitchell Orbison is out this week. Uh, Unfortunately, his father passed away, so our our condolences go out to him. Uh, But he... So he is not playing. Boyd Cordner is back, as you said. Um, I'm assuming that Boyd is going to have to play some minutes this year because we need our best players on the field as much as possible, and he's our forward leader. So... Uh, we need him now. Another player I noticed, number eighteen, Takiaho. I'm, I'm not quite yes. sure why he's, why he's on the bench, why he's in reserves. Maybe he's got a bit of a niggle, and they just want to give him time up to kick off
0: to see whether he'll play or not.
1: If that happens, I'm assuming Lindsay Collins will drop out of the seventeen. Well, I
0: actually, I actually read that I don't think that he's going to play. Um, yeah, I go. saw that come up somewhere. So, I mean, he's about as useful in your reserve list as James Roberts is in ours. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, this this game is very different dynamics to last season. Um, there's a, a lot of star power missing. There's no, there's no Burgess, no Inglis, no Sutton, no Kiri. It's it's uh, no sorry, no Cronk. Cronk. It's, I wish there was no Kiri. Um, <laughs> it's 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 different. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's why I think it's tricky because really it's one experienced half and one inexperienced half, you've got forward packs that aren't at great strength, um, and then backs that, are, that can be really good on their day, but probably haven't had much chance to shine. Um, obviously, the Morristers playing together and how the Roosters' backline works there. Um, yeah, who knows? This game... Oh.
1: Yeah, I think this whole round is very noticed. it's this round is difficult to predict because we just don't know how these teams are gonna handle this ten a ten week layoff. So it's really hard to predict what's actually gonna happen. Like the Roosters, I think the Roosters have a better squad going into this game, right? But you know, there's been a lot of criticism of Luttrell, whether he'll fire up or not. I know Boyd Cordner came out and said that Latrell will take this criticism and come out firing. He's a competitive guy, so I hope that's the case. I want to. I want to see Latrell playing well, and you know, Carl Flanagan's got a huge weight of pressure on his shoulders. Braithman Astor came out the other day and said that uh, he's the reason why the Roosters won't three-peat. So you know, there's a lot of pressure going around on both of these teams. Both players are both teams are fire from the media, just because you know their start wasn't great. The Roosters obviously started to 0 and two. So they desperately need a win coming out of the game. That's why. That's why I'm going the Roosters. Uh, I am. I think. I think we need this win, and I think Robinson will realise that. And for that reason, I think he's going to have us fire it up, and we will get the win.
0: Yeah. Look, um, I'm tipping south. but without any confidence. I think the last two weeks have just been a bit of a circus for us. Um, I know Wayne has a wonderful way of keeping the noise out but um yeah I, I look I'm tipping south but I think you're right on all those comments about Robbo um and I don't know it, it depends like it's for me it's just like you think like maybe maybe it could happen but I don't know I'm not convinced I've forgotten how they play I've forgotten the brand of footy they're playing um I need to see... I probably need to see them more. But, you know, at this stage, tipping South without the confidence for it.
1: Yeah. The only thing going for... One of the big things going for South is that the Roosters always lose the first matchup against them in the season. Um, When it comes to finals, it normally it it can change. The last two years, the Roosters have knocked South. uh, Have beaten South in the finals. Last game they actually played, it was 30-6. to So, who knows? We'll see what happens. All right. Next game... Uh, this is another game which is a bit uh, bit flat. Both teams, I believe both teams started uh, 0-2. It is the Warriors and the Dragons.
0: Yeah, I really want the Warriors to win this game. I really hope they win this game because they are in an unenviable, like just really difficult situation. And I just... They need this really good start because they're one of these teams that they can string something together. It could work really well for them. Um, they have a terrible record in Australia. I'm hoping they can just shut out the crowd, um, make something if the Central Coast is their home um, for the next 20 or 18 weeks and, and just do something with their season. Whether that happens or not, I, I don't know. Um, Dragons. I mean, Dragons had some good signs um, in the first couple... In the second week, they had better signs in the first week. But, um, yeah, look, I, the Dragons probably have the better team on paper, but I'm really hoping that the Warriors just sort of kept the noise out. They don't have the, the fatigue of travelling every second week and um, they're able to keep it together. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm tipping the Warriors just purely because I've seen for people... Yeah, I...
1: I have gone the dragons for many of the reasons that, like um, against many of the reasons that you said. I just think the travel, everything that they've been through, it's going to be tough coming out of the gate. Uh, the dragons did show some signs at the, at, you know, during that round two matchup, uh, and and for that reason, I think they are the. I think they're getting, they're going to get the win. Yeah, I don't really know what to tell. I did, this. This game is a bit nothing for me. Uh, both teams I don't think will be in in finals contention. But, yeah, I'm I'm going the Dragons. I don't feel confident about it because if any team is going to lose to the Warriors, it's probably going to be them because
0: they love letting their fans down. Jeez. Um, Okay, so then the 5.30 game on Saturday is Cronulla and the Tigers. This would be a good game, I think. I think these two teams are probably pitted pretty equally against each other. Obviously, Cronulla now have this off-season bombshell they have to manage. Michael Maguire, I'm sure, will have his players straight back into into training and he would have given them some sort of um, try-and-keep-fit guidance, regardless of whether they actually had to train together and stick to it. Um, so I actually think that on this, I I feel like the Tigers might be able to um, to come out just because I think they'll be the fitter team. Not expecting great footy from anyone this weekend, but I, I just think maybe uh, a bit more perseverance. Um, mentally tougher than Cronulla, who have just probably been rocked by this. Um, they're a slow squad. They're an aging squad, as we've said many times. Um, and uh, yeah, Tigers and the chocolates for me.
1: Yeah, I've also gone the Tigers. Uh, like you said... The Sharks have just had this bombshell dropped on them. They're still missing Matt Moylan at the back. I just
0: Although he uh, is he is in the reserves. So yes. I don't know if that's he, a
1: He could be back. But yeah, I just think the Tigers the Tigers finally got Harry Grant. He's gonna be lining up with Hooker and I'd say he'd be he'll be there for the rest of the season for them. And he's a great signing. I think he'll really help them. Uh, the halves, the halves for the, tig- uh, the tigers, Luke Brooks and Benji Marshall, uh, I think have the edge over Johnson and Townsend. Uh, and you know, I, I like, I like some of the plays in the forward, in the tigers four pack. They're quick, they're mobile. Uh, so I have also gone the tigers. I think it's going to be a rough year yeah. for the sharks. And from what I've heard during this during this period, even like. The, the training regimen the sharks have been going through just hasn't been up to scratch compared to other clubs. Yeah. And if what if what I you're saying about Ma- yeah, if what you're saying about Ma- yeah. uh, M- uh, Maguire is true, and he's going to have these guys prepared and ready, then I can't see I can't see the sharks winning this.
0: Yeah, and you know you you spoke about the halves. I think Benji is a is a far more polished Sean Johnson. Um, Benji can easily put on a masterclass and this could be one of those weeks where he does. um, But as you said, Harry Grant is huge. Um, The Josh Reynolds thing, like at any sort of attempt by any club to play Josh Reynolds in the hooker role just has never worked. Um, Harry Grant, I think is a huge signing and, you know, could end up being costly for Melbourne long-term. So um, how that eventuates will be interesting as well. If, if he's enjoying the club and, and the people around him. Um, and it's great to see the game sort of doing that loan thing as well. So yep. um, maybe we might see more on that front.
1: Yep. Agreed. Okay. Next game we have is the storm versus the Raiders. This is a huge game. 7.30 Saturday night down in Amy Park. I'll tell you why I'm going Melbourne. Because yeah. Melbourne have had 10 weeks to prepare for this. Oh, not 10 weeks. They've had a, they've had a decent amount of time to prepare for this matchup. Right? Also, yeah. I'm going to take this as almost like a round one. And what I said at the very start of the year is Craig Bellamy does not lose round ones. So I'm going Melbourne.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you why I'm going Melbourne. Because the last time these two teams played at Amy Park, the whole face of the final season changed. The Raiders won in Melbourne. The Raiders got a home prelim in week three. Melbourne had to go to the SCG to face the Roosters and have the grand final rematch. And Canberra set themselves up for the grand final. Craig Bellamy does not forget these sort of things, Corbs. No way. This, will no be, way. this, is, this is. This is the graveyard. This is where teams go to die and um this will be a very physical game it'll be a very tough game um but but i think that um melbourne will have the edge
1: uh i agree i think just coming out of the gate melbourne melbourne have stayed away from the headlines the only issue for them was where they're going to train uh whereas you know canberra've had these other issues going on here and there we mentioned john bateman earlier Yeah, Melbourne just seemed like a safe pick here, down in Melbourne, even if there is no fans. uh, It's going to be bitterly cold down there. Uh, And, yep, I just think Cameron Smith and that forward pack is just going to be too classy for the Raiders.
0: Yeah, and nice to see um, Jordan Rapana on the reserves, um, back from Japanese rugby. Obviously, you know big play with Canberra in the past, so interesting to see what happens. Bateman also is still out, so um, that could have an impact for Canberra too. So, I think that a bit of the chat in Bateman's, we spoke about before, might be a distraction. Um, so, who knows? But I, 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 I do think that Melbourne will win this one.
1: Yep. Agreed. Okay. What's next? We have the Panthers versus the Knights. Now, unfortunately, in this matchup, probably the two best players in the park are actually out. Kalen Pong is serving a suspension, and yeah. Nathan Cleary, for his off field incidences, uh, is also serving a suspension. So both of them are missing from this game. Now,
0: yeah. I was worried. I was worried for a second that you were going to say Mitchell Pierce is out.
1: <laughs> no, Mitchell Pierce is in. Uh, Mitchell's great, but I don't think he's one of the two best players on the paddock
0: in this one. No. Neither is Bradman best, by the way, who's also named for Newcastle. But anyway,
1: <laughs> hi, Bradman. Bradman best is back. He actually suffered a injury at the start of the season, didn't get to, didn't get to play, so he could slot in somewhere in the in the centres. He might make his uh, season debut. Uh, I have gone on this one. This was a really tough one for me to pick. Um, I've gone the Panthers. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm really not sure about it. I just think their pack is a bit bigger, a bit stronger. Um, and yeah, one of the issues for the Knights is they've got Connor Watson playing hooker. They haven't. McCulloch isn't eligible to play this week, I don't believe. So I think Apikara out does a great job and look great at the start of the season. Both these teams actually started the season undefeated. Uh, I'm sticking with the Panthers.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that. I don't know why McCulloch's not there. Um, Connor Watson is sort of not your ideal player to have there. Um, I agree on Coracell. I do think, however, that Cleary will be missed. He had a great great start to the season. His running game was exceptional. He played a great game against the Roosters, I want to say, in round one. Yeah. Um, and they looked like a they looked like a very confident, um, very strong football team at that time. Um, and he's gone and blown that to himself. So um, how his teammates pick up the pieces for that um, will be interesting. But I... I yeah, I... I still think Penrith is a stronger team. Coruscant is great. Um, the forward pack will probably muscle um, over Newcastle's forward pack. But whether the halves can capitalise on that will be interesting. But at the same time, Mitchell Pearce cannot um, link up with Ponga. Um, and that probably puts a bit of a dent in Newcastle's point scoring ability.
1: Yeah, Matt Burton. Last year, he I think he played one game and he was absolutely fantastic. And it showed a lot of poise, uh, really good patience on the ball, and put some. I remember he, some of his grabber kicks were just absolutely fantastic. So I'm hoping that he steps into this role and really takes a hold of it. Uh, I think he's a really young, uh, really good young talent, and that's seeing his name. I was a bit more confident knowing that he's clear his backup. So that's why I have gone the Panthers.
0: Yep. And then final game, Sunday night, 6.30pm, Central Coast Stadium with about as many people as you'd expect at Brookvale. Um, grudge match, Manly, Canterbury. These two teams have a great rivalry. Yeah, this is, a, this is an interesting matchup.
1: It is. Um, I, th- I think if this game was played at Central Coast Stadium, uh, Manly fans wouldn't travel to it anyway. Uh, if they were allowed to yeah. go, so I don't think they're too disadvantaged here. Yeah, I have gone the Sea Eagles just because it's Des against his former club. Uh, you got Tom Trebolyevich, you got Daly Cherry Evans, you got Jake Trebolyevich. Uh, that team is full of stars, and I, the Bulldogs just aren't.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's not to say the Bulldogs have been disappointing, but I just think I think manley has got a bit more flair. Um, yeah, four are probably a bit of a loss for them. DCE just can put an absolute masterclass if he takes the game control of the game. Um, those combinations, his combinations with the Tupperoviches is, is very strong. Um, but some good matchups here. You've got Tapao and Dylan Napa up against each other is just a, like interesting matchup. But at the same time, I just like Mamley's pack just looks so much more imposing. Um, yeah. Joel Thompson, Josh Jackson's interesting, but
1: you yeah. just look at like, like people of like Adam Adam Finup, like, Blake started the season a little slow, but he's fantastic. Uh, Dylan Walker looked really good at five eight at the start of the season, I think. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I think. And the back line, you look at players like Moses Suli, Brad Park has been really solid, and then you got the the hitman on the wing, George Tafua, coming off and knocking people's brains out. So who knows? I think. Yeah, I think, I think Manly
0: played a pretty good game. Go- played a pretty good round two game against um, Roosters as well, from yeah. memory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they've got a lot more flair and pizzazz um, than the dogs. Although someone like D.W.Z. I, I feel could have a good game, but I think he had a shocker. Yeah, shocker in round one or round two, from memory. I just remember picking my fantasy team and then it all going terribly wrong. Um, okay, so <laughs> to, recap, to recap on our tips, um, Brisbane-Para, I've gone Brisbane, you've gone Para. Then yep. we've both tipped the Cowboys over the Gold Coast. Yep. You've tipped the Chooks and I've tipped Souths.
1: No surprises then there.
0: I've, no surprises there. I've tipped the Warriors and you've tipped the Dragons. Yep. Um, we've both tipped that the Tigers will beat Cronulla. We yep. both think Melbourne will beat Canberra. We both think Penrith will beat Newcastle. Yeah, and we both think Manly will beat Canterbury. So, yeah, that's
1: There's probably a couple the difference. most agreement
0: that you and I have ever had. There's
1: a couple of differences there. Uh, so, at the start of I started the season uh, picking 12 of 16. I think you went nine of 16. So, yeah, great. I uh, <laughs> just thought I'd remind people of that. Um. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it should be it should be a good round of football. I am super excited to actually sit down on the couch to, uh, Thursday night and put my feet up and actually be able to watch some live sport that I and uh, something that I don't know the result of. So that'll be great. Yeah.
0: Um, guess what? It's going to be on Channel Nine and it's going to be on Foxtel and the broadcasters are all on board um there's still no long-term agreement with nine um but all that stuff's gone quite hush hush anyway but anyway i look forward to tuning in and watching um you know round two i was watching and i was a bit disappointed Feels a bit boring without crowds but it's been 10 weeks and you know, i'm done socializing with other people now i can go back to hibernating
1: yeah i uh I didn't mind the no crowds. I didn't think it was that big a deal. It, it was a bit weird to start that first ten minutes of that first game it was a bit odd, but then I got over it. I'm like, all right, great, whatever. I don't think I don't. It's a Roosters was, fan. Was, you
0: wouldn't even know what a crowd is.
1: Yeah, true. But you know, I've been I've been to games where there's been crazy atmosphere, and yes, it can help a home side, but it also distracts the refs. The refs get more decisions wrong, and I think this. This will help the game flow a bit easier. You're not going to have, you know, uh, people being influenced by outside noises and whatnot. And the game's just going to be played. It's going to be park footy, which is going to be great.
0: We actually, we also, um, I mean, there's been so much, so much news going around over the last few weeks that we actually haven't acknowledged the the refs and the fact they've come to this agreement. Yeah. to this oh, agreement yes. with, yeah. <laughs> that would have been awkward. Um Yeah. <laughs> So, um, the refs came to agreement with the NRL on Saturday. They're going to review this decision at the end of the season. Um, There's going to be a committee formed, but then that will go to Peter Valandis, who will have the final say. I wonder what he's going to say once he gets that final decision. But we're going to one referee. Um, Whether it works or not, the crowd's not going to be there booing it. So, um, let's see what happens. Hopefully, it it produces a past a game. Uh, that's the whole point. There's this six again rule that goes with it. Um, it should speed up the play of the ball. It means you're going to have less penalties that Cameron Smith and the Roosters like to give away to choke up time. Um, you're going to have a more free-flowing game of footy. And I think with everyone sitting around on the TV, that's kind of what we want to see anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, I also heard that this decision to go, you know, the vote at the end of the year, they might get some fanny... Uh, Some fan uh, influence on it as well. See what uh, the the people watching at home actually think of the one referee compared to two, and have their input. So I think I think like I said last week, I think one ref is the is a good thing. I think this is a season to try stuff, and I'm excited to see what it looks like. I'm glad it got resolved because if this season got pushed back another week, I don't know, it would have done my head in.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, and. I'm just very happy to be filling a podcast with how we think teams are going to go and talking footy and um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped now. I'm ready. I, I, you know, it could be a result on Friday night where I say, Oh, I was happy with the 10 weeks off, but um, you know, it, it, it's good to have something to watch and yeah. getting back to normal. Yeah, exactly.
1: All right. We will leave it there. Emmanuel, um, I'm excited. Thursday night, everyone will be tuning in. Uh, and guys, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. If you have anything, if you want to talk to us, send us a message, You know, give us some feedback. There's many ways to do so. We're on social media. We're on all of them. Uh, and the other way is our email, howgoodisrugbyleague at gmail.com. Reach out to us. We love the feedback. We love your support.
0: Yeah. Um, also, one more thing, got some feedback on your proposal to become a referee. Um, uh-huh. You'll be pleased to know well I'm pleased to know none of it was positive, positive. Um, and for that reason <laughs> i'm I'm incredibly grateful that um, the NRL has resolved its issues. but shout outs to Peter, Oweni and Joanna, who um, wow. kindly responded kindly responded wow. with their overwhelmingly accurate analysis. I will be racing anyway, out to right, all have of a them good week. personally. <laughs> <laughs> have a good week. How good is Rugby League?
1: How good is Rugby League? Thanks, Emmanuel.